Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Twisted Tales of the Life in San Antonio podcast. I'm your host as always and with me is my co-host. Alrighty, in this episode we are going to be talking about Pale Crawlers and the Rake. Yeah, you know, uh, the Rake and uh, the Pale Crawlers have been pretty uh, mainstream lately, you know? And, uh, of course, everybody knows that the Rake is a creepy pasta, right? But the thing is, all of a sudden they've been getting uh, inundated with all these uh, stories that happened before the, uh, the creepy pasta of the Rake ever came out. So it's like, did this thing exist before? And people kind of just picked up on it. And, you know, maybe self-consciously submitted it to the, as a creepypasta? Or what's going on with this thing? Because um, it's kind of strange that there's stories dating back all the way back to, like, 1980 and stuff like that. Right, right. And uh, that would be the rake. And the other would be the pale crawler, which I would assume it would be that YouTube video where... It would uh, la- it was landed in some guy's backyard. I remember the video you sent me. Would that be an example yeah. of the pale crawler? Yes, it would. And I mean, people, uh, you can see like Photoshop pictures of the rake and stuff like that. And when people usually describe this thing, the best example of what they can, uh, you know, tell people what this thing looks like is usually a picture of the rake. The only big difference usually is the long fingers it doesn't have the long fingers but other than that it almost looks exactly like a rake right it kind of looks like what is it violator from spawn in other words with the you know the long fingers in comparison well i mean sometimes they do have a little bit of a uh variation on them sometimes they don't have it's like somebody took a uh like uh rorschach from uh the watchman oh yes you know how he has the you can see like eyes and mouth behind the mask but it, you can't see the details of them. You can see the holes there, right? Yes. All right. Sometimes these things actually look like that as well. So they have no eyes, ears, or mouth holes. But you can tell that the skull has, um, like, outlets for eyes, and mouth, and ears. So, like, um, people also describe it looking as, like, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. You know, the, uh, the guy with the eyeballs for hands. They also describe them looking like that. Ah, okay. So these things are pretty creepy, though. Like, there's uh, there's another video. Uh, now, I'm not speaking on the veracity of how real or fake this thing is, but it's interesting, nonetheless, and the reason why we chose it this week. So, even if it is fake, it's still interesting, you know, just the legends. So, um, there's another video where these kids are out playing with fireworks. They're probably like anywhere from like 17 to maybe 20. And they hear this horrible screeching sound. And this horrible screeching sound actually precedes a lot of these encounters. So, and uh, it's like a real high pitch, uh, like people confuse it for kind of an owl at points in time, just an owl screech owl. Mm-hmm. So they'll end up hearing this screeching sound, and usually it'll come closer. Um, and 
it, it's always preceded by these screens. So these kids were seeing the screens and they were playing with fireworks. They were like, what the hell is that? So they go out further into the forest where they're playing with fireworks. It's a bad idea in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, burn down the whole forest. So they move further into the woods. Is nailed down on the ground on all fours. This thing is bipedal, but it tends to run on all fours. So it normally won't run up straight, uh, but it when it stops, kind of like a bear. You know how a bear will stand up and yes. kind of move around a little bit? But when they run, it's on all fours. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. That's um, scary. This thing, well, these kids are like, what the fuck is that? So they get a little bit closer, and they get a little bit closer, and it screams at them, and they start running. And the guy with the camera and his other buddy, there's three of them, run a little bit further than their uh, last friend that actually has a firework in hand. He lights the firework, and all of a sudden you hear another scream and a pop. And this thing starts running after the last kid, and it, it's booking it. This one actually uh, happened to run on both legs. So that's where it kind of it, it, uh, differs from most of the uh, encounters. So um, it actually caught up ran past the camera guy, was chasing the other guy, and kind of uh, circled around him, trying to get one of them, and they managed to get away from it. But I don't know why they were that stupid to throw a fucking firework at it. You know, that's never a good idea. Here, let's pump this thing that can possibly kill an eat me. You know? I swear, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, that's not the brightest of ideas, but yeah, it's... I mean, they're teenagers, so what do you expect? Right. Or early 20. Or if you're like me, like, let's throw fireballs at it! You know, Joe Dirt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have snakes and sparklers, though. Snakes and sparklers are my favorite. <laughs> they're the only ones I like. So, anyway... Um, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, folks. Uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. Without any further ado, Jose, would you like to read our first story? Absolutely. Let me see, Manute. And by the way, um, so these are from different places. Uh, a lot of the ones we're doing are from Lon Strickler, uh, Phantoms and Monsters, but there are a couple different places that we um we got them from there might be a couple from uh mysterious universes and stuff like that just wanted to give credit to those guys um they're great at compiling all this stuff so we'd like to thank them that you know letting us just browse our archives for free you know so okay Alrighty. first up is this one, it might be very interesting, and uh, I came across this, and I ran this by, uh, by, uh, by you, and you thought it was pretty good. So, uh, this one is entitled, Pale Crawler Encounter and an Attack in Rural Kentucky. A Counter and Attack in Rural Kentucky. So, the setting is an extremely rural house in Eastern Kentucky. The kind of place where you would le- where you would have to die 20 miles to get to civilization. So a young girl around the age of 10 was playing fetch with her 90 pound German Shepherd police dog that had just been retired from the force. Damn. 
apparently he made it all the way to retirement. You know, it's not two days until retirement. Officer Sniffy. It. it was like, Officer Sniffy, come in Sniffy. So <laughs> the girl threw the ball and it hit a tree to her right, sending it behind her. The dog charged off behind her to get the ball. Just then, the dog's body was thrown past her and hit a tree with a loud thud knocking it unconscious. Oh, bastard. Damn. I mean, that's a 90-pound dog to send it flying that, like that. Imagine how strong that thing had to be. Right, and I'm surprised, like, well, um, no, non-spoilers, so I'll just keep going. Um, just in the body's all with a loud thud. Okay, then a hard object slammed into the back of her head, knocking her out. When she awoke, she recognized the terrain and knew she was in the deep woods. She crazy. I've never heard of uh, one of these things actually abducting somebody. I've heard of them maybe attacking somebody, but not knocking them out and dragging them unconscious through the woods. That's, an, that's really another level of insanity. That's a, it's kind of a deliverance. <laughs> yeah, but instead of hillbillies, it's, there are raiding hillbillies. So, I mean... Figure it's uh, something worse than Hillbilly, I guess. <laughs> right. Whatever that may be. Alrighty. I'm joking, folks. Hillbilly's not bad. It's actually Hill Williams, but anyway. <laughs> she also Ooh, felt her. Where are we all from? We have to because we don't want to get canceled. But anyway. <laughs> she also felt her body getting dragged along the forest floor, pulled by the back of her hair. Oh my god, good old fashioned. Rape move. It, it reminds me of those cartoons. You remember when, like the, uh, like when we were growing up, they'd show like cavemen coming to a, like a cavewoman, knocking her over the head with one of those uh, clubs, and then just dragging her off by the hair. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, for real. I was just thinking that. <laughs> so the young girl screamed, scaring whatever was dragging her, making the entity drop her. Then she ran. Uh, ran back in the direction of her home, you know, rapidly gaining ground. Oh, God. The crawler caught up to the little girl and grabbed the front of her hair with her kicking and screaming into the woods. The little girl struggled wow, and... Oh, what, what a glimmer of false hope that, that is. You're like, all right, I can get away. And then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> it catches up and great, uh, yanks your hair again and drags you off. Seriously, I know, right? <laughs> The little girl struggled like, in me. It's like, nope. You are not. Yeah. <laughs> so the little girl struggled. But the animal was just too strong for her, whatever the hell this thing was. So the crawler drugged her into the into a riverbed, dunked her head in water, attempting to drown her. Holy shit. Wow. Talk about, like, like what was the intention here, folks? <laughs> I don't know if it was to kill her. Or kill her and eat her, but that's pretty extreme. I mean, like, apparently these things are pretty dangerous, you know. Like I said, I've heard of a couple attacks, but never something mm. to this degree. Whatever, whatever it is, is probably part like not human, but I mean, it is not human. But I don't know. It does have that. Uh, it, it's considered humanoid because it walks on two legs and it's got a torso, head, neck, two uh, two arms, two legs. So it is considered humanoid. But uh, apparently, like, I, I don't know how intelligent these things are, but apparently it's, it's enough to kidnap and try to attempt to kill somebody. So, 
Right, right. And then then she heard a loud cracking sound, loud enough to be heard under the water, and the crawler let her go. She pulled her head out of the water to see her police dog. Yay, Officer Sniffy made it with this vice-like jaws. Right, firmly clamped around the uh, crawler's upper forearm. The arm hung limp as she could tell it had been broken. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm just going to say something, but after I read this, the crawler tried and failed to lift the dog, but lacked the strength to do so. She ran off back home, leaving her dog to fight the crawler. Her parents... That's fucked up. The dog saved her, and she's like, bye. I was like, dude, come on. I would have stayed well, I mean, and be like, she's an 11 year old girl, there's not much she can do. Right. <laughs> Still. Leaving her dog. Uh, her parents consulted her and believed her story. Wow. That's, that's rare, but that's good. At least, you know, finally some parents are realizing, hey, this shit's out there, you know? There, yeah, it's like there is something out there. Like, I would, like, if, if this would have been me and if I would have told my mom, she would have believed it, you know, because, like, there are things out there that are really just, you know, outrageous and bizarre. So, yeah, as well as dangerous in this case. Exactly. So, a day later, the dog hadn't returned. Another day had passed and still no dog. Then, one evening on the third day, her dog hobbled out of the woods, its body covered in cuts and lacerations. It had also been, uh, they're also caked in blood around its mouth. The dog made a full recovery and ended up living three years after the fight with the crawler. That dog is a fucking hero. <laughs> At least it wasn't like old Yeller, you know, he fights off the, what was it, a cat or like a wild dog or something like that, I can't remember. But, you know, they're like, oh, well, the old Yeller made it back and then you have to put old Yeller down. <laughs> like- like, oh, I'm sorry, boy. Like the old yeller, oh my god, yes. <laughs> at least this one survived, at least that thing didn't have rabies, you know. Right, or something, but I was going to say, like, this this crawler was, well, I mean, I can't say the crawler was lucky, but, you know, if, I mean, it probably would have died, but all like I got... his arm broke. Got his arm broke, but all I got to say, that if it would have been a pit bull, that thing would have died instantly. <laughs> Well, I mean, this dog is trained for taking people down, so it's pretty fucking tough. I mean, it's, it's pretty mean, too. <laughs> you know. So oh, it's, I would, it's, a, it's obviously a retired canine police dog. So, yeah. You know. Pro- probably. So this thing is used to, like, grabbing people and throwing them down to the ground and stuff like that. Right. And um, honestly, like, I would say this. Like, I mean... I've had a I've had a Rottweiler before, and right now I currently have a half Chihuahua, half Pitbull, a Chihuahua Terrier. And all I gotta say is like I've seen. Have you ever, as ladies and gentlemen, Josh and ladies and gentlemen, have you ever seen those uh the the hybrids, the uh, half Rottweilers, half Pitbulls? No, I have not. Oh, well, they look. Uh, there's this one. I'm, I have this picture saved on my phone because I would like to get one of these Rottweiler Pitbulls, and. I would just like it because that's like the ultimate guard and attack dog. And for when we need one of these, and like I said, I mean, not to knock this German Shepherd. Obviously, this dog is is a hero for saving uh, the little girl's life. But I would like to get one of those. Like, I want, I need to be reassured that no, literally, monsters are going to be coming around here. 
knowing that I have this hybrid of a killing machine guarding my yard. Right. So well, it's, luckily, you know, I don't have enough stuff for people to come around and try to take, so I don't really need a cart <laughs> To me, it's like, yeah, like, if you want to be a pill, like, pill crawlers, if you want to, like, come around, you're going to have to answer to Thor. And trust mm-hmm. me, he doesn't have a hammer, but he does have a lockjaw. Right. I was like, what is it, Thor? Oh, my gosh, it's another pill crawler. Oh, look, you ripped its head off. Good boy. So, <laughs> as long as it doesn't end up in your bed when it comes to jump up in the bed with you. <laughs> Down Thor, yeah. You wake up, it's the Godfather. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> right, and my next tale of terror is um. Bizarre and spooky cases of pale crawler humanoids in residential areas. So this is a different one, ladies and gentlemen. So, on one very strange area of paranormal encounters, there have been appearing more and more in recent years of what is known commonly known as pale crawlers. These are tall, often gaunt and scrawny pale humanoids that look like something out of a surreal nightmare, appearing to startle witnesses before slinking off into a gloom. While many of these fuckers, I mean these encounters in car in remote rural areas, this seems to not always be the case. But whatever these bizarre entities are, they have been spotted in suburban residential areas. Suburban residential areas, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, a new word. Town, I mean, it's like, don't go into the woods, but now it's not like, you know, you can't even go outside. Is that bad? Exactly. We can't even go outside and play. And I want to go on my seesaw. And I'm 33. Anyway. If you learned anything from Jaws, it's like, just when you thought it was back, safe to go back in the water, it's not. <laughs> you know? Yes, and then, yes, and it's like, like, oh, it's safe to go back inside. Please, don't listen to the guy with the anchor jacket. Please. I, for one, welcome our new pale crawler overlord. It was like, amen, sir. Mm. But, okay. Uh, a very bizarre report from the site Phantoms and Monsters. Thank you so much for that. Comes to us from the historic French Quarter of New Orleans, Louisiana. Also known oh. as Vieux Carré. Oh, what was that? I was just making a French laugh, sorry. <laughs> oh. Ah, ho ho, I'm sorry. Exactly. Not, not to be racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I did. It is not a jackhammer, it is a jackhammer. Oh, ho 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 This is, I am not a. Fr- Royale with cheese. <laughs> yeah, decai noir, like the cologne. But anyway, I'm sorry if I. Sorry if we offended people, but yeah, really. They don't like us anyway. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. It's like, P.U. Stinky Frenchman. Frog you. But anyway, it is the oldest uh, neighborhood in the city. Uh, full historic buildings and of 18th and 19th centuries. Also known as quaint streets. And magnificent ar- you know, architecture. It definitely would not be the sort of place one to expect the Nightcrawler humanoid monster. But this is exactly what allegedly happened and the witness says that this occurred in 2005 my favorite year 
During the trip she had taken in New Orleans with her new, with her now deceased ex-boy. Oh God, deceased ex-boyfriend. Okay, this. Okay, what happened? According to the witnesses, they had been taking a quiet evening stroll down the French Quarter when she says they noticed that everything had gone eerily quiet. The sounds of. <laughs> it's not. It was. I was watching Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness when the killing spree happened and all the kids in the theater got quiet. There was that, folks. Yes, yes. I didn't mean to spoil it, but if you hadn't seen it by now, well, screw it. But anyway, uh, the sounds of the night. It's been out for what, like a day? <laughs> no, it's been out for like two weeks. This is like the second week oh, okay. already. Yeah, yeah so that's why I like it. It came out last Friday and I saw it today. Oh, okay. But, but uh, anyway, uh, some uh, the sounds of the night somewhat muted and the witness says what happened next. I noticed it came became eerily quiet. No shit, I just read that. Uh, not something that happens there, especially as people stumble to their hotels. He left, he, the boyfriend... Or the deceased ex-boyfriend, thank you very much, also noticed something because he gripped my hand quite hard and picked up pace. He had a strange look on his face as I struggled to keep up, and he was talking on... No, I don't think that's it, <laughs> but he was taking odd routes. Finally, I caught what was making him act bizarre. I followed a split-second glance... Of to this to a building this best I can say was a dingy huh dingy pale spider-man don't insult spider-man you bitch wait wait is it dingy or is it dingy <laughs> oh my bad dingy yeah want to take a dingy well I took care of that at the press conference but uh this dingy pale spider-man is like okay bitch don't insult spider-man this is not spider-man you insult me you got what was coming to you, but anyway. Uh, going up the side of the building, I remember him harshly whispering not to look. Okay, what? Like, oh, don't look? How about keep moving? Somebody's gonna do, you tell them not to look. They're gonna immediately do that. It's like saying... You know what I mean? It's like, hey, don't look down. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, don't look down. What's the first thing? You look down. I was like, don't look back. You look back. So, he was taking us to Bourbon Street, where these were hopefully be more people. There was an off-season midweek, so there was less people. Oh, it was during football season, I assume. No, I think they mean, like, uh, you know, Mardi Gras and stuff like that. Or, oh. you know, tourist season. Ah, oh, gotcha. And there was less people, and even less than I would expect. Time seemed to stand eerily still as time had stopped. Except for us, and I looked about it two blocks. It does when you're about to die, doesn't it? Right, there are moments where time stands still, where it's like one minute seems like one hour. So it took time to stop. Right, or the Cleveland Gremlins I was talking about. I looked about two blocks away later, and it was on the roof! Clearly, it's clearly tracking... Something that I prayed was not us. Yes, that's the first thing you do. You turn to God when you're about to die. So there was a there was silence. Truly, uh, def, you know, yeah, of course there was a silence. And I think I turned out more sounds trying to escape being prey. This thin humanoid, which was 
Defying gravity freaked us out bad. We made it to the hotel. <laughs> with I my guess it kind of is like Spider-Man then, huh? Do not insult Spider-Man, please. <laughs> with my last memory of a glide being just before the house where they suppose vampire brothers live. Oh, it goes from bad to worse, doesn't it? It's just like a horror movie. I was like the Vampire Brothers. Oh my gosh, have you seen Dracula 2000? Yes, this is it. And uh, we're the vampire. Or, or what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. And this. Although they're in New York. Yeah. And disappeared from. And I think it was the most narrow, narrowing experience I ever had. I have been there a few close calls in my life, and I know it's a quirky city with plenty of. Uh, you know, you know, plenty. You, know, I don't know what the hell she says. I mean, this was, you know, honestly. I said, you know. In all, in all honesty, yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of right. I mean, I, I can't read that last part because I don't know what the hell she was saying. But anyway, <laughs> it didn't make sense at the end. Like, eh, I'm gonna read that last part because it just doesn't make any sense. Fair enough. <laughs> But, uh, uh, I mean, it sounds like the lady had a pretty close call, so. Yeah. And it says the... through the streets of New Orleans it literally is like a horror movie. I know. I mean, I remember, like, watching, because, uh, uh, of course, I am a wrestling fan. And, uh, and I was talking to Richard earlier about uh the events and we brought up the, the new uh, we brought up new orleans and i said yeah i remember like there was this event that took place in uh, new orleans back in 2001 about uh you know about uh 21 years ago and i remember like no 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 uh no it was uh back it was <laughs> it was where uh this uh i was like yeah like they played this really spooky like kind of like this uh, ambiance, this uh, theme music, because WWE has like you know like theme uh, theme music, but this theme that they played was eerily spooky, and the poster for the event was Royal Rumble from 2001, and the poster kind of looks really spooky itself, because you had like all the uh, wrestlers from 2001, and the cover is it's really like real spooky, real creepy, and to me. And it was just like unsettling. I mean, the event was good, but it's just that the theme music and the poster was really scary, to say the least. And really, just uh, and really just thinking about it, it's like, man. I mean, it is pretty frightening, though. That yeah, and this actually took place in you know New Orleans, and this was a New Orleans event. So yeah. Well, you know the voodoo capital of the world, stuff like that, or like. Uh, like being eccentric even more than Austin you know what I mean <laughs> we gotta keep Austin weird and we gotta keep the Spurs here in San Antonio so okay and then the witness says that it was enough to put her off visiting New Orleans ever again and we are left to wonder what this thing could have possibly been there is no mention if anyone else saw it although the witnesses does mention that there were other people out that night stumbling home after that night drinking, so this could have been a drunk hallucination. So, <laughs> uh, and I've gotten, some, I've gotten, you know, almost blackout drunk. I've never had a hallucination. 
And this kind of reminds me of the story from last week. If anybody has heard about it, that it kind of reminds us of the no the uh, the gnome gang rate the gnome gangbang. I mean, where like like there was a break in and they didn't really think anything of it. I'm like, really, what was your first clue? And turns out that they were so intoxicated that they fell on the Say they fell asleep on the sofa while the guy was like, yeah, as soon as I was being pinned down and like, yeah, and the gnomes have sexually assaulted me while you watch, you know. Yeah, you got to check out our story about the gnomes and the face from uh, from last week, folks. I mean, it's a good one. Especially when the gnome draws out the window, you <laughs> got to like hear that. expecting the gnomes. That's why she knew the gnomes were going to be there. I know it sounds like I'm victim blaming, but I'm really not. <laughs> She's like, oh, yep. That's how it went. Thing. That's how that's how I read it. So, and, yeah, and, and the guy in the corner is either jerking off or filming it. One of the two. I know. It's like you see the gnome with the little camera, like hey hey, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, no, the boyfriend. Oh. Watched. It was like he was watching. It was like Clockwork Orange. We were just holding him down. But anyway, uh, even though uh, even though they're themselves. Having both been sober, yeah, yeah, don't give me that. What's going on here? Who knows? Our next case takes us to eastern Kentucky where a group of teenagers saw something very strange in the yard of the residences. They had spent the day dirt biking nearby and then gone to buy fireworks. Oh, that's what we just mentioned. Never mind. That's the one where I was like, oh, yeah, that YouTube video. No, no, that's not the dirt bike one. Oh, it's not? It's not the dirt bike one. Because these guys are just out in the middle of the woods with hackers. They don't have dirt bikes. Oh, alrighty. I'll just go ahead and proceed. Alrighty. Alrighty, this will be my third tale. Then we move on to Josh. So, okay. So, this is East Kentucky where a group of teenage uh, witnesses saw something very strange in the yard. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had spent the day. Uh, dirt biking nearby then had gone to buy fireworks to set off that evening then they spent the night at one of the friends house this is where things would get weird the witnesses said of what happened so we had decided to sleep on the trampoline hut around 10 p.m. Jeff and I spotted some coyotes at a tree and it wasn't the Spurs coyote I checked so lying across the road from us we all went inside because we freaked out because I'm from a city and don't like wild animals. Yeah, what was your first? Most people are from the city. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, what was your first clue? It also stunk really bad. It smelled like dead rabbit or deer. So we all go inside. After about an hour inside, Sam tells us, oh, name dropping, eh? We forgot the bedding on the trampoline and we wanted me and Jeff to go get it. I, being terrified of the dark, begged Jeff to come with me. Wuss. Uh, he agrees and we head out to the back door of the patio porch. We go down to the stairs and towards the trampoline. I'm behind Jeff grabbing the back of his shirt and he has a flashlight pointing straight. I'm looking to the right towards the past the road looking for the coyotes, but I hear a thud sound to our left. Another thud sound. I look over there and there is a line of four trees parallel with us. They are shaped in a V starting at the base. I don't see anything, but I tell Jeff to point the flashlight out there. Oh, we've all seen Jurassic Park. You don't do that. It's going to end badly, isn't it? <clears throat> yes. 
Yes. I mean, if we've all seen Jurassic Park, I mean, yeah, you don't shine the flashlight. So, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pointing straight. I'm looking to the right towards past the road looking for the coyotes, but I hear a thud. So, over there and the four-line tree parallel with us. They were shaped like a V and I didn't see anything. Jump for the flashlight and there we didn't see anything. So, he swings it straight and keeps walking. I hear the thud. This time, Jeff also hears it. It is much louder and it's still to our left. On your left. <laughs> this was somebody... <laughs> I don't know if you remember that uh, cartoon that had... Uh, on a stick and just making thud sounds. Yeah. They were trying to kill a roach or something like that. <laughs> it's just somebody with a boot on a stick making thud sounds. <laughs> I swear. I think that is what it is. So Jeff swings the flashlight between the second and third tree in a row. It's walking straight with us, not at us. Uh oh. Please, Scooby Doo, this shit. But towards the same direction they were going. As soon as the flashlight lands on it, it's behind the third tree now and it stands up in the middle of the V. Ha <laughs> And it stood about four or five heads taller than me. And I'm 5'9 and I was incredibly skinny. As That's I a could see. Ha ha! As I could see its ribs through its skin, which was a bright white. When the flashlight hit it, hit it! Definitely had a glow. Its eyes were the scariest part. Two big reflective that were dark, gray, blackish. They were reflective in a sense, like the eyes illuminated the flashlight back at us. Also, its hands were gigantic. Oh, some pretty big hands. They're like Kawhi Leonard hands. Uh, the fingers wrapped around the tree trunks. Damn. You know what they say about people with big hands. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they got big hands. <sighs> and we're super long. Jeff looks over and it and I screamed. He dropped the flashlight and we ran. I still haven't found I still have his shirt in my hand. Oh. And I yanked him hard and he takes off in front of me. I sprint past him up the back porch steps. He falls on the stairs. Oh god, it's a horror movie. Quick, leave him, leave him. <laughs> <laughs> When you, when you pick him up, smack him. Okay, and I ran to the door and opened it, waiting for him. You, okay. And as soon as he runs through, I slam it shut and lock the deadbolt. And I shut the curtains and jump back on the couch. Sam and Bob, there, there you go, name dropping, had heard me scream my fucking lungs out and making their way outside. Jeff is standing on the couch and he starts babbling and tell them what I saw Not and what a he mouse. saw. <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> fucking bell crawler. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And and I start hyperventilating. I have anxiety and asthma. Oh that's not a big I could have had an I haven't had an attack in years and I stopped carrying my emergency inhaler in a long time. Sam is bewildered and I start crying while I was having my fit. I cried for almost an hour and I didn't fall asleep until 3 a.m. I woke up and packed. What in the world was going on here? Just is surreal is another report that seems to involve one of these pale entities material, uh, materializing within a home. The witness says that it was that he was 10 years old. His parents had taken him 
with them to go to the to go house hunting with a realtor he calls M in El Paso, Texas, where his father was stationed at a base. One house they were taken was pretty dire shape, described as overgrown with bushes and ugly crabgrass. The sidewalk was uneven and jagged and even missing in some places. The inside of it was no better, depressing and decrepit, smelling like something old and wet. <laughs> How would Sorry. you know? <laughs> Yet fresh and rotting at the same time. They looked around the disgusting living room and then headed to the garage, which were he would have had his odd experiences. He said what happened next. There was no electricity and we would be seeing the house in the dark. The singular light bulb garage was going blue, not bright indecent blue, by any means a sickly dim blue that was just bright enough to illuminate the walls and floor and bathe the like garage. <laughs> oh my god, yes. And uh, my parents and M both made a comment on how that was weird and maybe there was some sort of charge going on to the light though the power lines i couldn't care less because what i was staring at was worse than any creepy light was working and i had been there and there was something inside the garage it looked like a human or maybe what used to or what used to be a human wow that's a statement it evolved but it appeared wet Okay, you do not... Why is this thing wet? I know, I was like, uh, you shouldn't say that. Um, we're gonna be thinking something else because it's that kind of show. But anyway... It's, polite, it's impolite to point that shit out. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, why? Like, uh, we don't, we don't know. Hey, is this the WAP everybody's been talking about? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but apparently this cooks and cleans. But, uh, its skin kind of looked like if you grabbed it, it would slip right off. Okay, this is getting kind of sexual now. Uh, I could see veins through the skin, which was pale, and it seemed almost see-through. This thing was... Eh, whatever. Uh, I can see its ribs, its hip bones, its legs, arms and legs. Uh, just enough fat in the thighs. I'm like, what are you? What are you describing here? The neck was just long enough. Oh my gosh, you're going into detail. But anyway, it's a crackhead. Is it? You got any, any more of those blue light bulbs? And I got the sixth sense that this was happy to see me. Oh, no wonder it was wet. But anyway, <laughs> so thinking finally, I can tell if it stood up. It would be tall, almost ceiling height. It was so it was about eight feet tall. I watched this thing crawl on all fours. I think hands and very long feet, not hands and knees. From the so center, it's definitely of, a crackhead. Yeah. So the center <laughs> of the garage, directly under the light bulb, it crossed in front of me, and my family and M disappeared into the wall. It kept its head turned uh, to me the whole time, and I followed it with my eyes the whole time. It is an, and I don't. I know you see what I'm doing. Why aren't you freaking out? Right. This is. I don't remember even feeling scared in this traditional sense. I felt invited. Like, oh my God, it's a sexual. <laughs> it really is wet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I swear, like, okay, this is supposed to be a scary story, but it turns out, like, oh, no, I mean, hey, I saw... Oh, just took all the scary out of it, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, this is turning into, like, a sexual fetish fan fiction type stories. Like, yeah, I... It's like I fell. It's like I fell in love with the pale crawler. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> there is erotic, uh, crypt, uh, uh, cryptid erotica. <laughs> it really is like Bigfoot and dinosaurs and Mothman. <laughs> this shit exists on Amazon. <laughs> it does. Look it up at your own risk. <laughs> so. I felt intrigued and more... Okay, I can't read more of this, but... Okay, um, I want to continue. <laughs> more than anything, I felt like it had been waiting for me. Just me. I felt like it was telling me, Come in and make yourself at home. You're welcome here. My parents... <laughs> oh, God, it really is wet. This is bad. I don't know what's more messed up. The fact that this is the... Uh, about this or the fact that when the gnome jumped out the window I mean this is <laughs> I mean my parents decided that although it creeped me out though seeing the rest of the house are left they told M that they weren't interested and okay we fired her shortly after because she made a habit of showing <laughs> us at least they didn't buy the house that's normally the next step in the horror movie like okay we'll move in it's like, oh, like, it's like, oh, it's haunted. You know, there's like a lot of slayings in this house. Well, take it. Um, no, it's that they actually fired the realtor because she made a habit of showing us abandoned houses in pitch dark. I was the only person who's... And here we have a lovely den of destitution. I was like, oh, never mind the hanging dead body. That's just for decoration. <laughs> Why do I imagine her always having like a, a a rope and a curtain, and she pulls it, and the ro uh, the curtain falls down, <laughs> and it's just a bunch of bricks laying down there with doors and broken windows and glass. <laughs> we call that cozy, but um, after that she made a habit of showing. It's a DIY project. <laughs> it's like yeah, we want to. Did you hear Little John has a DIY? Yes. Uh, restoration. <laughs> Same as Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Sorry, that's just ridiculous to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then it says, But my parents, after thinking I was asleep in the car on the way home, started talking about how once they opened the garage door, they felt like they were trespassing, like someone was watching them. Also, that it felt colder all of a sudden than the yeah, rest of the house. The kid was invited, but not the parents. <laughs> Wonder what it want. Wonder what these damn things want with the kids. Anyway, smelled like exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like the little girl was almost kidnapped and possibly murdered if it wasn't for the dog to stop this thing. Now all of a sudden it sees this kid like, oh hey, come inside, make yourself at home, and exactly. uh, it sounds like what is it, George Takei voice? Hello, <laughs> and it smelled like rotted rotted meat, and something just wasn't right about that blue light. Maybe the blue light had like this weird effect of, you know, being able to see through the, you know, the veil or like some other dimension world or something like that. Maybe it was the blue light that triggered everything. Right. Or it could have been possibly just one of those things that, you know, 
kids can see and parents can't. Exactly. So, I mean, really, this is just like, I don't know. I mean, the story of the pill crawler, it's like, okay, dude, seriously. So, that's the end of that one, right? Yes, those are my three tales. Alright. But actually... I'll start with mine. <laughs> the last one was great. We, we gotta... <laughs> that was great. Kind of like, wasn't... I mean, it really took the... Yeah, it's like you say, it really did took the, you know, the horror aspect of it. It's just that right now, it's just like... Okay, it went from like, okay, like truly bizarre from like New Orleans, the French Quarter, to this guy's house, you know, the backyard, you know, the trampoline, and it went to a sexual fetish in just a matter of time. We have variety, folks. <laughs> so, alright, my first one is, this happened a few years ago when my friends and I were in our junior year of high school, around 2018. This is a... Dow National Forest area northwest of our small western Colorado hometown. This used to be Ute land before the Meeker Massacre happened and the natives were forced from the land. Being teenagers, we would frequently frequent this area in our trucks to have bonfires, shoot targets, drink, smoke, fornicate, etc. without having to worry about the enforcement crashing our party. Uh, shit. They sound like they found the a good place to hang out. Oh, One yeah. night we were having a small bonfire with a group of four of my close friends. It was a pretty quiet night. I had picked everyone up in my pickup truck, so it was the only vehicle available. And the road to the clearing was a bit treacherous, so we had to be very careful not to get stuck in the mud or trees. Throughout the night we kept hearing the sound, uh, what sounded like an owl, but almost like somebody impersonating an owl. On top of that, owls are fairly rare in this part of Colorado. It's a very dry climate. More home to vultures and mountain lions. We heard the noise around five times in a one-hour span, and then quickly devolved from a ooh-ooh to just a singular ooh noise, similar to a gorilla sound. At this point, we were concerned, and one of my buddies taunted whatever was making a noise by repeating it back to the tree line. That's the last thing you do. (laughs) Do not taunt happy uh, pale crawler. At this point... Especially the sound with the repeated much louder than before as if it was just behind the tree line. We about shit ourselves and everyone scrambled to the truck. I hauled ass as much as possible back to the main road. The main road was still washboard gravel, so I tried my best to channel my inner rally car driver to get us the hell out of there. On the drive down the mountain, one of my friends was riding shotgun and the rest were sitting at the bed facing backwards as we rounded a curve chaos ensued. I heard screaming from the bed of the truck, and my friend, sitting shotgun, nearly shit herself about whatever the hell was happening back there. And they shit themselves a lot. Instinctively, I slammed on the brakes and looked in the rear view. I didn't get a good look, but I only described it as a skinny, hairless humanoid creature with an arched back, sprinting across the road behind the truck on all fours. No yep. coordination to its movement. It moved as if it was an old man trying to bear crawl at two times studio speed. <laughs> It's was great. it a, my qu- question was it wet my question was it wet <laughs> uh, this one seems to be dry oh okay it wasn't that aroused alrighty you gotta you gotta throw some uh, 
baby powder on there to find the wet spot. <laughs> I barely had time to process before I was being screened at to hit the gas. We finally got off the mountain, and my friends in the back of the truck appeared shell-shocked. I asked them if they saw what I saw, and they refused to answer, only saying, get us the fuck out of here. It was only afterwards, when we were at a friend's house, when they felt comfortable talking about what they saw. Everyone described it in the same way. All fours, fast as hell, humanoid. Two of the three described it as having long, creepy-ass fingers, like the rake. So, I mean, there's where the rake, uh, you know, similarities come in. Eyes locked on the truck as it crossed the road. They say they saw trees and bushes moving as we drove down, as if it was trying to catch up to us. Four years later, and this story still makes my hair stand on end when I tell it. In addition, other weird things began happening in the forest after nightfall. We personally encountered a goat that had been killed by something straight up in the air, stomach slashed in six equal cuts, and head nowhere to be found. Uh, I moved out of this town three years ago, but whenever I come to visit, it creeps me out. I refuse to enter the area after dark, even towards sunset, e.g. And that one's from Fan and the Monsters as well. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. I mean, at least, you know, these other people had to book it on foot. At least they had a truck to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, instead of pursuing them on foot. But this is a great, uh, great picture of a you know an old man trying to bear crawl at two times the speed. <laughs> Just like galloping <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> I was like galloping geezer away. <laughs> oh <Old> geezer! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Alright, this one is Tall, pale, upright crawler humanoid approaches our alarmed witnesses. A main man described a, a main man, someone's main man, described a bizarre encounter that he had while walking outside one night. The pale, featureless crawler being approached him, causing the witness to panic and flee in fear. The following account was forwarded to me. My friend says I saw a crawler. This is the story. It was August 2016. A close friend of mine had bought a 15 acres of woods in Central Maine, and they invited me to live on the property in exchange for helping them grow a cannabis garden. You mean a weed farm, the cannabis garden. <laughs> I, had, I had lived there all summer, and my bedroom was an old-school bus that I converted into a cute little house. Sorry, that, that makes me, uh, you know, curious when a man uses the word other than to describe a girl. He's <laughs> <laughs> a cute little school bus house. Oh my gosh. So, uh, we had seven people total on the land. So it was a fucking hippie commune. <laughs> <laughs> what else could it be? They got weed, hippies. Everyone was hanging out in the community house, a double white dress. This is definitely a fucking hippie commune. <laughs> <laughs> what else could it be guys? it's got it's got a cute little bus house uh it's got a pot farm it had seven people on the land everybody was hanging out in the community house it, i mean this this sounds like a uh trailer for a uh charles manson movie or something like that <laughs> like just waiting to happen 
<laughs> smoke cool. pot and then get mind controlled. <laughs> that ni- that night they were watching movies. Watching movies and playing board games and it was only about 9 p.m. But I was tired from work so I said goodnight. Again, walking to my bus. It was very dark. The moon was not up yet. I was barefooted with no flashlight, but it wasn't a far walk, and I knew I could navigate with my feet. As I passed by the weed garden, I heard a noise like crunch, 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 crunch. The driveway was clear of leaves and brush, so the rustling was definitely the sound of something stepping out from the woods and directly into my path. For half a second, I thought it was an animal, but my stomach formed a knot when I realized the steps sounded distinctly biped. My eyes had been looking at my feet, and they shot upwards when I heard the noise. Before me stood the creature. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't remember seeing its legs, probably because my eyes shot up so fast and I was so stunned. It stood maybe seven feet tall. When my eyes shot up, I was facing its chest. I had to raise my eyes higher to see its face. When I saw the face, I had the wind knocked out of me, uh, completely out of me. The creature was whitish, not glowing, but its skin looked exactly like pale skin under moonlight. Remember, though, the moon had not risen yet. So it, it sounds almost exactly like the last one, you know, the pale skin, you can see through the skin, it's translucent. Yes. The form is humanoid, but very tall and skinny. It had no clothing. I saw a bare chest, slender arms, in the shape of a head. I don't remember ears. I remember holding its gaze for a moment, searching for eyes and seeing nothing. No distinguished eyes, face, or mouth. But the face definitely had ridges and contours. So like I said earlier, it was, you know, it looked like Rorschach without the, the ink blot moving around. Yeah, I think maybe it did have facial features, but they were so subtle or sunken in that I couldn't make them out. Anyway, the sight of its face knocked the wind out of me, so I got the wind knocked out on twice. And, you know, should be gasping on the ground, but apparently not. Uh, my eyes fell to the ground. They were for, uh, felt forced to the ground. I couldn't bear to look at it. It stood perfectly still while I gasped for air for a moment. I wanted to scream, but I had no air. <laughs> no. I felt so paralyzed with fear. I took a moment to do a deep inhale and a deep exhale. That sounds like, you, you ever hear one of those cries, uh, kids that are crying so hard that like they get really high pitched and then they take this huge breath and then like, and start screaming again? Yeah. That's, that's what it reminds me of. I looked at its face again. It still stood motionless watching me. I turned on my heel and ran back to the community house as fast as I could, screaming all the way. My friend suggested that perhaps I had come face to face with a person who was scoping out the weed garden to steal from it. This is common here, and the garden was flowering, so it was really smelly, and the locals had definitely noticed. Wow. Wow. Damn hippies, they don't deserve that weed. I was like, Dave's not here, man. (laughs) Dave's not here. (laughs) The part I can't answer, though, is why would a robber walk right up to me? Maybe they were trying to get you to show the way to the weed. I don't know. I considered myself a skeptic, and I think it's possible that my mom was playing tricks on me, but then again, I've never been afraid of the dark or anything like that. I told my friend this story, and he said I should share it. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. This is probably the strangest experience in my entire life, and to be honest, it haunts me. These days, I am afraid of the dark. I'm still not sure if I think it's an extraterrestrial or just a terrestrial creature. Human? It sure didn't feel human, although the build of the body was undeniably human-like. It had eyes that made it seem inhuman. I shudder to think of the phrase, eyes are the windows to the soul. 
because when I looked in its eyes, I saw nothing there, just emptiness. There was no feeling of human connection in the gaze. I do not recall any smell, and I wouldn't call it an attack, but I was definitely scared. I felt intense dread from the moment I realized the crunching sound like a human-like two-foot step pattern rather than a four-foot gait like an animal. T.A. Uh, note, I have received several crawler sightings from Maine, especially in the rural areas. Lawn. So, I mean, you, you could claim that maybe they were high, but like I said, once again, weed? I've, I've never heard of hallucinations on weed unless it's like laced with something, you know what I mean? That's a great idea, man. I mean, it, I've heard of like, you know, maybe mistaking something for something else, but this was, I've never heard of somebody have a full on hallucination on weed or alcohol. You know, like if you ask anybody, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I had a bad trip. They're usually talking about acid or LSD or, you know, uh, um, or mushrooms something like that. Yeah. Mushrooms. I know mushrooms is like, it's a, uh, you know, hallucinations. Yes. But. Yeah. Or ayahuasca or something like that. You yeah. Know. But other than that, man, I mean, dude. Could have been something they were high on and they just saw like, like, hey, man, you know what time the smoke shop closes, man? <laughs> I got my medical license. <laughs> it's a great idea, man. Alright. This one is family and friends. Were, uh, sorry. Uh, Penelope like pale crawlers. Humanoids encountered again in the Sierra Mountains. Um, family and friends were camping in the Sierras near Yosemite. California when they encountered two pale crawler humanoids similar to Penelope incidents throughout the range. Uh, now, just to explain real quick, Penelope, the story of Penelope is there was this lady and her husband driving through a forest, right? And there was a shortcut. If they drove through the forest, it had paved roads and stuff like that, that if they, they uh, went through there, they would get back on their trip quicker. So they were going down the the uh, road, and somehow they ended up having an accident. Well, it decapitated the husband, uh, and the lady went through the windshield. So the lady was all, you know, banged up uh, and, uh, you know, just disoriented. So uh, apparently she scampered off into the woods, and uh, she eventually began living out there and eating raw meat you know, uh, becoming feral. And supposedly at one point in time, she found a dumping site of radiation, uh, like, uh, radiated, uh, materials. So you literally have a superhero, <laughs> like Toxy, almost, you know, the Toxic Avenger or, you know, sure. uh, people that, you know, like the Simpsons, you know? So, uh, she crawled in the barrel because it was winter time and she, almost sealed herself in well she was in the toxic material and supposedly it uh, penetrated her skin and she began to grow uh, to 10 or sorry 7 to 8 feet tall uh, it dyed her skin ble or, well bleached her skin this pale white 
like color, kind of like Joker. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! So and uh, it changed her teeth. Uh, her teeth became like these sharp needle-like teeth. Um, close thing I can uh, equate it to, if you've ever seen Death Note, or if anybody's seen Death Note, the anime or the movie, yes. it looked like Ryuk. So oh, dang. So, but um, she had long, straggly hair. She stood seven to eight feet tall. She had these long hands, and uh, much like the uh, rake. So, and she just roams the Sierra at Madre. And supposedly the forest rangers know about her, and they warn people to be careful about her. Um, there was another story that I read recently about actual Penelope. This one's Penelope-like, but was not actually Penelope. This one, uh, the Penelope story, actually had a family, well, not a family, a father and son on an RV trip, and they were in their RV, and they saw her scampering around the, the RV trying to get in, and they fired shots off at her. Well, Forest Ranger heard the shot, came and investigated, and they told him what he saw. He's like, oh, that's Penelope. They're like, what's Penelope? And then he told the story that I just told. Uh, with more detail. Um, I just did a quick version up, and uh, they're like, oh yeah, she wonders the Sierra Madres now. So, and that's what Penelope is. So just to get a little bit of a, uh, you know, idea of what we're dealing with here. Damn. So, a couple are vacationing in Sierra Nevadas. One early morning, they encounter a crawling tail humanoid. The description is very similar to Penelope, a humanoid I've been investigating for many years. The following account was recently forwarded to me. It is my hope to find those that have a similar experience, especially in the region of Sierra Nevada Mountains, on the border of California and Nevada. I'm in the world of broadcasts. My eyes are my greatest tool for accuracy and detail. I am an accomplished visual artist and studied the movement of animals closely since I was young. Damn, you bragging much, bro? <laughs> I also have coming in the same camp. I have also been coming to the same camping area for over forty years. I guess he likes to come in the woods. So scouting, fishing, <laughs> and other wildlife and wilderness is second nature to me. That is to say, I have exceptional eyesight, and I feel I'm a better witness to an event than most others. Not only because of my keen eyesight, but also I have the ability to keep my calm under extreme, uh, extraordinary situations. Wow, dude. Somebody's fucking vain, like, bad. Yeah. That sounds like it. But I guess you have to be to be in the world of broadcast, you know what I mean? Like, you're a news anchor, you gotta be kind of vain. It's like, good evening, I'm Tom Tucker. So, anyway, having said that, in this instance, I have a fellow eyewitness. My wife, for 13 years, is most skeptical, uh, is the most skeptical of people that I know. She would never have believed my story if she wasn't there in the passenger seat me that night. I do not know how to categorize this creature I saw that night. What I saw was very humanoid and that's what is so disturbing. The location was Bridgeport, California at the Twin Lakes Resort. This remote fishing lodge high in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Uh, the resort sits in a valley about 7,000 feet in the shadow of the mighty Saltooth Ridge, a beautiful secluded spot with no cell phone service and tons of wildlife. The date would have been just after Labor Day 2014 at approximately 5.30 a.m. We just finished loading the fishing gear and we're heading to the Greek, creek, heading to the creek, <laughs> yeah. to the creek uh, for some daybreak fishing. Jesus Christ, isn't that 
he's talking more about the fucking details. Get to the damn story, sir. Right? Like, nobody cares about, oh, the fishing was beautiful that day, and it was sunny, and the fish were biting, and I used this bait that I made myself. You know, like, nobody cares about the shit. They want to hear about the attack. Right? I'm starting to, like, nod off on that because I'm like, okay, when are you going to get to the story? Yeah, like, this guy is a uh, an anchor for a reason. He's, like, painting the fucking scenery. It's like, who gives a shit about the scenery? Just tell us about the encounter. That's what people care about. He, he's trying to bite for time and stuff like that. And, you know, it sounds like he's trying to get a bid for, you know, people watching him or some shit like that. Exactly. It That's really does. I know, because it's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, is this part of the story? I mean, apparently it is, and I'm, like, starting to, like, nod off. I'm starting to, like, fall asleep. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, like, what is this, Bob <laughs> exactly. Ross or something? Okay, we're about to, we're about to get to the, the creek campground is about a quarter mile from the lake cabin. I've taken the short trip literally hundreds, a uh, hundred times before, and it always, it's always active with nocturnal wildlife. So we're always on high alert for the regulars like mule deer, black bear, jackrabbit, and even rattlesnakes on occasion. This morning was a little foggy and still very dark. The high mountain ridges keep the valley dark from dusk till dawn. I had just passed a small trailer campground as we saw something crossing the road coming in our direction, maybe less than 50 yards away. It looked very light and very close to the ground. It was the size of a large goat, but moved very oddly. I thought goat because quickly I remembered there were sheep herders on the side of the mountain, but I hadn't seen them for maybe 30 years. Well, I mean, if you hadn't seen them for 30 years, do you think they're still around? I mean, no. you've been there all your fucking life, apparently, right? Yeah. You know so much, and you know you're you're the most visual keen eyewitness ever. Um, I needed a second to figure out exactly what I was seeing, so I asked my wife in the front passenger seat, "What is that?" This motherfucker. He's like, "Oh, you know, I, I, I'm more, you know, I, a better eyewitness than most." And he's asking somebody else what they saw. Like, aren't you, weren't you bragging earlier? This guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> straight out asshole pointing at the thing running in our direction that the likes of which I know I had never seen before I was mostly confused because its limbs were not bending or moving in the right way that a deer, bear, rabbit or cat were supposed to move my wife could only say slowly because of the disbelief what the hell now when my lights came across the creature it was crossing the road and we got the feeling we totally surprised it as I turned on my high beams, it seemed to get very irritated as it turned its long, human-like neck towards us, almost shook its head as it gave us glare and started double-timing along the road, now in our direction. We were getting closer, but instead uh, being able to move more positively ID the creature, I was only more confused, mostly because the thanks legs weren't broken at all, and it was running on them like that. Long lean limbs, but it was crawling, creeping impossibly low to the ground. It starts on no more than five inches from the ground, yet it was moving at a strange, strangely incredible pace. I wonder first, with such long limbs, why it is so low, and not running on the bottom of the, or uh, hoops or paws, how could it run so fast? It was like a car, it got lowered, that's why. Door, it, somebody pimped it. The door of the feet landing was completely wrong too, and if it was really trying to retreat quickly, it was not bounding or bouncing or swaying side to side. Its limb moved in unison like a crab or a spider. It appeared to me to be a puppet being moved by a, nary, a marionette, very bizarre. Maybe because I was so puzzled and troubled that I could not classify this animal, it kept me from flipping out when we got close enough to see facial features. 
I should describe the feature that I saw clearly up close. As mentioned, a human-like torso about four feet long, no tail, human-like conscious. As we passed it, I saw it was not shaped at all. It was hairless and had pale skin. Its limbs were long, thin, very defined muscles, and sinewy. Although it was crawling close to the ground, it had very large human ape shoulders. I only seen such shoulders on upright walking animals. It seemed to be running on its front knuckles and claws. Imagine a sloth with foot-long fingers and claws. The neck was thin, long, and holding a forward-gazing predator head. The skull had features close to a human or ape than any canine, cat, rodent, or uh, cervidae, which is a deer, I think. Um, the skull seemed to have a heavy protruding eye ridge with a flat curve leading to the nasal opening. Then even stranger the mouth. There was no long snout. This was a tight-lipped human mouth with a large chin that almost seemed to grin. But somehow I knew it was not a friendly grin. Almost evil. But how would an animal have an evil grin, right? It wasn't enough to freak us out. Then came the eyes. So at first sight, my headlight lit this weird thing up. And as with all nocturnal animals, its first noticeable thing was always the reflection of the eyes and the car light. Like all the rest of many animals like on tiny stretch of the road, their clever was blown instantly. Well, not the case this time. And of all the troubling things I observed, this probably is the most unexplainable. I was driving right into it, and I could see the eyebrow ridge. I saw deep eye sockets, but no shiny large or tiny eyes, just a socket. As I was sure to peer deep into whatever animals its eyes uh, as we came within 15 feet of it, when the moment of truth came, my wife and I were horrified when we all saw were deep red sockets, like the thing had no eyes, and there was a red membrane over them. Well, I just drove off the road and tried to track the thing, but something told me I was better off watching it run in a cloud of dust into the chaparral. The friggin' thing turned its head to look at us with grinning all, grinning all with its just red eye sockets, and it just sips away never to break its creepy crawl. So that's my sighting. I never heard of this or saw this thing again. And I have no idea what it could have been. And, uh, I, feel, I really feel I was supposed to see this thing. Uh, people like to say maybe it was an experiment gone wrong or a mutated deformed animal. But what I have to say is this thing wasn't sick or dying. It was strong, aware, fast, and would kick the ass of whatever was messed with it. So if this is a real cryptid, someone else must have seen it since this was a campsite. What would it be doing so close to humans if it depended on seclusion for survival? It doesn't add up CD. <laughs> you were so damn long-winded, CD. Like, insanely slow. Exactly. I so. mean, how the th how he describes it all in detail, I'm like, okay, it's like, they didn't, he didn't get to the gist of it. I mean, he did, but it's like, man, it took, like, shoot. Now, I could have, like, it's, he could have just went straight to the encounter and everything would have been fine. The whole bragging part is like, oh, I know animals and I've been here for 30 years and I haven't seen sheep herders for 30 years. And, uh, you know, I, uh, the dust till dawn creeping mountain site where it's in the valley and no sunlight ever, uh, you know, pierces its veil and like all that shit, like completely could have done without that, you know, exactly. It, it seems like he was trying to talk for a brag or something like that. Like, okay, you're an anchor. Describe the fucking thing if you can describe it so well. Which obviously he can describe it pretty well. But the fact is that, you know, nobody needed to know that other shit. To say, hey, I was out camping and I saw this shit. 
nobody needs to know, oh, it was 70 degrees out that day. You know, maybe he's a weatherman. Who knows? Exactly. So here's our fourth story. A, a young Maine resident describes their encounter with quadruped, pale crawler humanoid. The witness has been totally freaked out by their experience. The following account was recently forwarded to me. The crawler humanoids are real. I've been looking for answers for two years. What the hell was it that I saw in the woods that frightened me for life? This is not a joke. Did anyone else see this creature? I'm traumatized for life from this thing. It happened my parents at my parents' house in rural Maine. I need to know what it is, how I saw it, and why am I still scared? Okay, I'm a smoker, and at my parents' house, you have to smoke outside. The night, I could not sleep. It was around 3 a.m., so I decided to go out for smoke, and when I got to the put on the light, I had a weird feeling of being watched. So I looked, and I saw two big orange dots. Then before freaking out, I'm thinking that it must be a reflection of the neighbor's light through the trees. Then it moves. It did the peaking move from behind the tree back and forth two times. I freaked the hell out when it was starting to look closer at me. I run to the patio, uh, patio door, trying to get the door open, but since it's an old patio door, it doesn't open smoothly. I had to force it. <laughs> it's like dropping your keys in a horror movie. Oh, my God. The, the car won't start. The thins start to run up the hill. I, I don't know if you mean things, or maybe he's saying it was thin, so he's calling it thin. He gave it a name. I'm not sure. Over the trail rail, or train rail, into the highway, it moved incredibly fast. The path it took is not easy. It had a weird gait. Those orange eyes continued looking at me and seemed to want to get closer to me. When I got to the house, I wanted to look from the large window. I woke up my parents, not knowing what to say to them. My dad laughed at me, saying it's probably just a moose and didn't do anything about it. This area is right beside the highway in an area that only has four houses that have big distance between them. I regularly see wolves, moose, and all kinds of animals at night. So I know what it looks like. When this thing ran, it made a weird sound. I describe it. It had long legs and arms. It ran weird on four legs. On the four legs, it still looked like it was more than six feet off the ground. It's so tall and fast when it runs. I was shocked that I wanted to cry, but I couldn't. I was traumatized. This is not a joke. Was it just a deformed creature, an alien? I don't know. I've never been able to sleep properly since that day. It fucked me up. My mom keeps saying the dog, once in a while, just barks at night as it watches the woods. I'm not saying it's still around, but it still freaks me out. I saw what I saw. I wish I never went for a fucking smoke that night. I have night terrors a lot because of this. I felt like crying. I felt like it took something for me. You win. So, I mean, obviously the person is really, it really messed them up, you know? Yeah. Like, in, in other, like I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really blame them, like, honestly, because, yeah, I mean... You know, there's some people like, of course, the uh, Anchorman uh, yeah. didn't, didn't really like, oh, like, hey, like, this is what I saw. This is my eyewitness report and blah, blah, blah. But it didn't really affect him as much, I can tell. Like, I, I he was, think he just. Yeah, he's kind of, he's like, I'm a big, strong camping man. I ain't afraid of nothing. Like, oh, well, I was so caught in the details. I guess I didn't get scared. Like, that right. guy was just a braggart. Right, it, it, and it seemed like with him, sticking with him, it's like, yeah, it kind of seemed as though, like, he just wanted a story. Like, he treated this as a story rather than an encounter. Like, he removed himself emotionally from it, yeah. Yeah, and then plus with this was like, yeah, it's like, it really affected him 
that bad you know he's traumatized by the whole ordeal of what he encountered so there is that difference between i'm chasing a story rather than being the story where it's like just being like just traumatized like it really did mess him up you know mentally that he's having night terrors imagine if he was in that little girl's position though imagine how bad it would be compared to what the little girl went through he would have gone through a psychiatric breakdown i would assume he would have like end up in a mental institution meaning that yeah like this was going like beyond traumatization like like i mentioned he like he would have like had like meant like a mental breakdown he would have like started speaking gibberish he would like i could just imagine like it would affect him that badly if he was drugged you know drugged by that thing like the like the little girl from my first story back in the back of the head and drugged through the forest and try to be drowned yeah exactly yes yeah he's lucky he didn't get an actual you know uh contact with this thing other than you know seeing it scutter across a a train rail so i mean maybe he was lucky in that aspect but I, I can only imagine what he would have gone through. Like the, it seems like the little girl handled it a lot better than this guy did, and all this guy did see uh, was see it, you know. So I don't know, but anyway, so <laughs> that's our stories for tonight, folks. We hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we are going to be back next week. Uh, the topic is going to be a surprise. Oh, before we leave, um, speaking about the father talking about a moose, um, I've heard of another story where they claim this thing was a baby moose. Like, who the fuck? Uh, this thing does not like a look like a baby moose. <laughs> could be, could be <laughs> mini moose from Invader Zim. Yeah, it was pale. It knew how to walk. It, it, you know, it was crawling on all fours, and its legs bent like outward in all directions and stuff like that. It was not a baby moose. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure people can tell what a moose is, and this thing is something completely different. I know, like I said, it could be mini moose from Invader Zim. I mean, a floating mini moose. Well, there was one that was there. There was that one that was levitating, the wap, the wap crawler. Oh yeah. We got a wet crawler. <laughs> so. Anyway, Jose, any final thoughts for tonight? Uh, yes. Well, if you're playing outside, make sure you have attack guard dogs because you never know if these fuckers are ever going to, like, encounter. Hopefully not. But just to be on the safe side, get yourself a Rottweiler, Pitbull, or both. Yeah, that's, that's sage advice. Uh, my final thought for tonight is if you come across a WAP crawler, just say no. You know, it, it's going to end up badly. You know, you may you may have fun while it lasts, but at the end of it, it undeniably is probably going to rip your head off like a mantis. So just be careful, folks. Yes, because from what the stories that we have told, these things are freakishly strong. If it can toss a 90-pound dog, then this then these fuckers are pretty strong. Well, I mean, it it pretty much bitch slapped the dog into a tree. So, I mean, further than when the little girl was standing. So, I assume it went like five to ten feet. Who knows how far this thing bitch slapped the dog into the tree. A 90-pound dog. You know, throwing a 90-pound object 
that far is is pretty difficult. That is, that is. So, anyway, those are our tales of quote-unquote terror and laughter, but mostly terror uh, for the evening. So, um, as you can see, it's the Twisted Tales of Life in San Antonio. Also, it's still called the Life in San Antonio podcast. Uh, you can find us, uh, like us on Facebook. You know, there is going to be a discussion group when I post tomorrow. Uh, presumably in the afternoon or after when the episode is aired. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You know, we have ourselves a Twitter page. And we sometimes we upload on Snapchat. So be sure to check us out on there too, on those three platforms. And, you know, be sure to, you know, join the discussion, you know, be a part of this. You know, I mean, we encourage, you know, you, the fans, you know, the best part of our show, you know, to, uh, you know, interact, you know, what... You know, Tales of Terror, do you want us to talk about? Or uh, what was your favorite episode? Like, what was your favorite uh, excerpt from what we had to read? You know, I mean, yeah, just interact with us, you know. And we'll we'll start the discussions, you know, and everything. And make sure that you, the fans, you know, are welcomed to our show. And to share if you have any experiences. Feel, feel free to give us, uh, you know, a topic for the week. Exactly. Yes, of course. And I will be, you know, I would be on Facebook, you know, majority of the time. So, uh, yeah, just feel free to, you know, to hit us up, you know, the Life in San Antonio podcast. You know, it's the, you know, it's the werewolf picture. I have not updated it yet, but it's the werewolf picture, basically, when you find us. So, yeah, join the discussion. Give us some topics or give us some, you know, stories. You know, we'd be more than happy to uh, say it on the airwaves. You know, so, Josh, you want to sign us off, man? That's all, folks. Alrighty. So everybody have a pleasant day. And remember, Twisted Tales of Life in San Antonio podcast. Also, the Life in San Antonio podcast. And Comics Corner. New episodes coming soon, folks, as soon as I get the camera working. Haven't gotten it up yet. So, yeah, we're still on YouTube. We're still on YouTube. Alrighty, everybody. Have a good day, everybody. Bye.